Welcome to the Eye on Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Well, if you hear traffic going by or wind blowing, it is for good reason because we're outside of Rise Up Coffee on Somerville Road on a beautiful spring day, which we haven't seen for a while, but we are here with Luminous Health Anne Arundel Medical Center. And I don't know what the proper term for your department is, but the blood mobile. And, and we've got Megan Frisk and Nicole Reisinger. Did I get that right, Reisinger? You did. Or is you it Reisinger? Reisinger. You got it on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we are enjoying some wonderful beverages from Rise Up, which is a great local coffee place if you've never been there. They've got them at the Market House and up here on Somerville Road and Edgewater and Easton and Rehoboth and pretty much everywhere. But they're um, really good. But we want to thank you guys very much for coming out. And we want to learn a little bit about, or actually want to learn a lot about the Bloodmobile. And I will say that I am a huge fan of, and we'll preface this and say that I am going to totally screw this up. You guys are in the thing, but I will call it AAMC or Anne Arundel Medical Center because I still haven't quite adapted to the whole luminous thing. I'm going to try, but I am such a fan of the blood mobile that you guys offer, the blood bank that you offer, uh, for the simple reason is that I know that the blood that I donate is going to go to the guy that's sitting on the picnic table out front that may get into a wreck a little bit later on today. Uh, it's not going to be going unless you know something crazy happens. It's not going to be going to Oklahoma or Kansas or anything like that. And I think that being a community hospital, uh, that's that's the way to run it. So, what is Megan, what is your role with the Luminous Health Anne Arundel Medical Center? So my role at Luminous Health Anne Arundel Medical Center is I am the blood bank and the blood donor center manager. So what that means is that I oversee both the donor center of for collections and donors, and then also the processing and testing for patients that are in the hospital that are needing the blood products. Okay. And Nicole? So I am the flip side of that where I focus mainly on the blood mobile itself. So I am the mobile recruitment coordinator so this is my baby basically so we go out in the community collect blood from all over the neighborhoods surrounding businesses and bring it back to where the magic happens in the donor center in the blood bank do you drive the bus i do not (laughs) (laughs) are you working on that no the cdl isn't in my future but we have incredible people who are much more qualified than i am well the blood the bus the blood mobile how long has that been around since 2007. 2007. So that's still fairly new. Yep. Um, which is wonderful. And and I guess the thing is, I mean, I talked to the food bank and they, you know, tell me that, you know, as we come out of COVID and everything else, I would think that the need for food is waning a little bit. And Leah Paley up at the food bank tells me, so no, you're you're couldn't be even more wrong. The need is so great. What is the how is the need for blood here in Anne Arundel County? So that's the one of the biggest misconceptions about blood donations. Like, oh, I'll do it once and I don't need to do it again. They have enough. We are in a constant need 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, you just never know what happen, is going to happen, whether there's accidents or there's surgeries that are needed to be had or 
deliveries that need to have blood transfusions. There's a need all times of the year. So you can donate uh, every 56 days. So we are in constant need because as soon as we're getting the blood in the blood bank and we're using it pretty quickly and, you know, we need to be able to replenish the stock. How much blood does the hospital use in a day? Do you have any idea? So we transfuse somewhere between, I would say, about 30 to 40 blood products a day. Oh, wow. And that encompasses all different types of blood products. So you have your red cells, platelets, plasma, cryoprecipitate. And how how long does blood last? I mean, if I donate today, I mean, will that last a good long time or so it does have a shelf life so the most of the blood is good for 42 days so once you donate it it we do some processing and then we have a 42 day expiration date on it however if you are donating platelets that only lasts five days from the day that you donate okay what do you do with on day 45 day what, four, what, what, what do they what do they do with the blood that expires so unfortunately the blood does expire it does get wasted however our discard rate here at luminous south and Arundel medical center is very close to zero we are using the blood as quickly as possible and then we have so much community need for it that you know we use pretty much their entire stock yeah rarely do those products ever see their their expiration date yeah well i mean i mean it's not something that the hospital, the medical end of this hospital can turn around and say, oh, well, we're we're light on it. E- ease up onto the donation side of it because, you know, all hell can break loose in a matter of minutes. Yeah, just because there is that constant need. Yes, we may have a bulk supply today. However, we go in tomorrow because something has happened, you know, that used, used the blood supply that, you know, we do need to have that constant backup to be able to have that uh, ongoing supply on our shelf. And even if we do see kind of a surplus nearing its end, we also supply um, Doctors Community Hospital with their blood. So we are definitely always, it's a rotating door for all of our products because whenever, if we don't necessarily have a need, we send it to our sister hospital who will use it as well. And the Doctors Community Hospital, that's out in PG County. And that was the the hospitals that merged and then birthed Luminous. Exactly. (laughs) It was uh, sort of how that that worked there. What... I mean, you mentioned platelets and, and other things. I mean, what? I mean, I've always thought that blood donation was just, you know, stick a needle in my arm and, and take a bag of blood. I mean, what else is, I mean, you said, what is a platelet and what is the, so, I know there's plasma involved there. Now I've learned that. <laughs> so, yes, it's pretty much, it's a very similar process. It's still stick a needle in you. However, it does take a little bit of a longer process. Um, you are hooked up to a machine and the machine is all self-contained in a kit and you program the machine to say, hey, I'm collecting platelets. I'm, it can even collect red cells off the machine and plasma and whatever we want to collect today, it will basically pull out your blood from your vein and then it has a centrifuge in the bottom of the piece of equipment and then we it'll take the product that we're looking for today and it'll return everything else that we are not looking for. So it's very specialized in to comp- a component that we're looking for. As whole blood is just a needle in your arm, it's a 10 minute donation. And it takes out whole blood, which then goes down to our blood bank, and we make uh, red cells out of that and plasma from that bag as well. Interesting. So if you're, if I'm donating, and you, and you, and now do I? Can I determine whether I want to donate platelets or blood, or is is that something that you determine based on your need? It's a little bit of both. Um, there are a little bit of a different criteria set for platelets. You have to have a certain platelet count and uh, be able to meet the need for platelets and then to be able to be on the machine your veins and all of that to because it is an hour 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 and a half procedure for that platelet donation to be able to do so but we have donors that go back and forth between whole blood and platelet donation pretty frequently how frequently 
Can you do it? Oh, how frequently? Um, so platelets, you can donate every 30 days. And then if you're doing whole blood, that's every 56 days. And if you're an employee there, they have you on a good schedule. <laughs> you don't ever forget when your appointment is. <laughs> is, is, is. Is that required of employees if you're able to? Or is, or is it just strongly encouraged? It, it's strongly encouraged. And we try to get the word out, whether it's in the community or at our own hospital, that we have our donor center here on campus at Luminous Health in Annapolis. Or we have our bus that goes around town that you can stop by and, you know, donate the whole blood on the bus. You want to hear a horrible confession? Uh-oh. In college... Um, before the computers were all around and everything else, they used to pay for blood donation. And being the starving college kid that I was, we would go down and they would literally write you a check for $25. I would go to the bank, you cash it, then you go down to the liquor store and you buy buy your beer and you're a pint low, so you get double bang for your buck and everything else. And it was every six weeks that you could donate, but we would lie about it. And we would go and say, you know, we'd go like every other week, go, yeah, it was six weeks ago. Because there was, there was nothing to track it. You can't get away with anything like that. You're just trying to be economical. But, yeah, no, hey, you're, you're in college, you're struggling, you got to do what you got to do. Strongly encouraged to stay very hydrated. <laughs> that was my, that was my admission. It wasn't, it wasn't with anywhere here. It was out in Ohio. And, um, everything else but uh, but as far as donating is has really gotten a lot easier i mean you mentioned that you've got the donor center in the hospital so i can go in and make an appointment and do it and that's aahs.org is the website and then just look for the blood donor center yes is the best way to can you make the appointments online we are working on that but right okay. now we have a um our go-to number that is um accessible five days of the week leave a message if okay. we're not there but yeah that's how we um, mainly schedule all of our appointments now or if you're going to donate on a blood drive there's a sign up link that you can access online and via our website via Facebook and you can do all of that online without okay. having to make a call. Now, now blood drives are they strictly through the bus? Yes. Okay I didn't know whether that was in conjunction with you know you can go to the bus or you can go to the hospital but that is the bus so that's how do you how do you organize that? I mean that that can be I've seen that with churches and I've seen that with organizations. I know the Rotary has done it. I know that um, you know realtors I've seen do mm -hmm. it and everything else. And they they organize it. How do how do we get a hold of a bus to come to our neighborhood or? So it's a fairly seamless and effortless process. You can reach out to me. Um, all my information is online and easily accessible and. Basically, if somebody knows of a group or an event that's happening, you call me, we figure out the best time, best date, a good location to park, and it is basically just a matter of pulling up in front of your building or a tent and drawing blood. Um, it is an easy way to make a huge difference. Well, the bus is also very obvious when it's there. Exactly, as well, it's so. our it's our moving billboard. Hard, <laughs> hard, hard to miss there. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned different events and stuff like that. I mean, do you could you work at like a festival or something like that, or is that? Yeah, so we've worked at a number of like neighborhood fairs in the past, um, school events. So. As long as there is a good parking spot and then facilities with running water, we will go anywhere. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what is, and Megan, you would probably know this, but who are your, your frequent flyers there? I mean, I don't want names, but I mean, how much, how much are they donating? I mean, I remember, I know that when Wendy Winters, I think when, you know, before she passed on, I think it was something like 70 gallons over her lifetime that she had, had donated, which is kind of uh, mind numbing to me. But I mean, what is, 
are your donors tend to be very loyal and come back time and time again? And our donors are amazing. And then to see their, they bring their friends, they bring their families, whoever's in town to come and donate. We have a whole breakfast club that comes every 56 days and they all have different, you know, goals that they meet with each other to try and who could do this or who can do that. And it's very interesting. Everyone takes it very seriously and it's really nice to have, especially in this community, being the fact that we are the community hospital, that they understand that, you know, if they need it, their family member needs that blood. It's staying right here in the community. And the process is so quick and easy. We do get, we feed them with the cookies and juice and it's just a great experience to have. And, you know, even during holidays and different things, our donors bring us all different types of goodies and everything. It's a really great camaraderie. Now we're getting down to why you're really into this job, right? Because people bring you stuff to eat. <laughs> Essentially. There's a, um, a local Edgewater couple that has been donating for 28 years. And... We, uh, and is that every them. every other every other month type? They, yeah, they, for the most part, yep. they try to come in as often as they can, and they actually donated on the same day when a couple, another couple, came in for as first time donors. So we were just like, "You guys need to sit down and have a conversation in the waiting room." Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and talk about how important it is. It was kind of neat to see that cross generational. Um, that's importance. That's really neat. Well, what what is the requirement to donate blood? I mean, I know at one point, um, and I think this may have gone away, but I mean that if if you were were gay, you were automatically excluded from that. And I think that's changed a little bit, hasn't it? There are some criteria that's still in the play right now. We are following um, all ABB and FDA guidelines. Those are all of our regulatory bodies that, you know, what requires deferral periods for. Um, but they are ever-changing. And, you know, the deferral periods that used to be indefinite are a 12-month deferral are now down to a three-month deferral and those type of aspects of it. So it's really nice that everything is evolving, whether it's all the technology and all the data that goes behind, you know, the reason for the deferral initially that, you know, that's why the deferrals have lessened. I remember I got bounced one time because um, I was on a cruise to um, the Dominican Republic, which shared yeah. an island with Haiti. And it was like, eh, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, come on. It, you know, there's a mountain range in between the two, but they didn't want to hear anything. <laughs> yeah, that, it's all due to malaria risk um, from those traveling countries. And so right now it's a three-month deferral if you visited a state or country that's involved in a malaria endemic section. Right. Are there any medical conditions that are, you know, chronic conditions that immediately preclude somebody from from said, okay, if you've got diabetes or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you've got TB, you can't, you know. But. Yeah, there's certain types of medications and um, leukemias and not all cancers. Um, you do have to be cancer-free for most cancers for five years and then approved by a pathologist just to make sure you're healthy enough to be able to donate once you're all clear. Like, there are a couple heart conditions that will preclude you from donating, but there's probably a 40 page list that we have to go through. So if you know, you're on certain medications or that, you know, we basically tell our donors, just give us a call. We can go down that list. We can see exactly what's going on with your health just to make sure it's safe enough for you to be able to donate. Well, the other aspect of being safe is not so much, or is also donating and make it, you know, for the person that's giving, but the person that's receiving, I mean, what, what processes are in place to make sure that the blood that that hospital sucks out of my arm uh, is is indeed safe to give to the person that needs it. I mean, does each pint that is donated go to go through a rigorous testing? 
Yep, it certainly does. So the questionnaire that we ask our donors at the beginning to qualify them as donors is twofold. It's to protect them for their health, but it also to help protect the blood supply as well for any potential for malaria or anything that high risk activity that could preclude and, you know, have a negative effect to the blood supply. So, you know, once they pass the uh, questionnaire portion, every single donation, whether you've donated us with us once or you've donated with us 500 times, will go through a series of infectious disease testing every single time. And they're basic just health metrics that we also make sure that every donor meets at the beginning during a um, medical interview. You have to be a certain height and weight and then have your hemoglobin be high enough to even donate that particular sure. day. Sure, well that makes sense. I mean, your, your health does change periodically yeah. throughout your life, you know, the good, the bad, and different and everything else from time to time. So that makes all the sense as well. Um, do you find more people donate through the bus or through the, the center? In general, the bus usually brings in more people um, than what the center does, but um, lately it's been about 50-50. Historically, okay. like leading up to the pandemic, um, we would see probably a 60-40 split airing on the side of the bus just be able, just because we were able to kind of accommodate more people geographically with where we could go. We used to go to a bunch of different schools and things like that. So as of right now, you know, it's been very few and far between whether we're allowed to go back into the schools to be able to donate and set up for a mobile drive. And, you know, those were our big, big drives where we would get 50, 60, 70 units just one day from, you know, the schools. And a unit's a pint, basically? Yep. Is that what that... Yep. You, Megan, you just mentioned schools and stuff like that. And I, and I know that you can't probably get donations from... You, know, you can't pull up into Georgetown East and you know, <laughs> come on, kids, field trip out to the <laughs> lay down on this bench. And, uh, but as far as schools go, I mean, do you guys get out into the community to educate them? I mean, I think that would be a huge thing to I know with just even charitable giving and stuff like that to, you know, when you can instill into a little nail, you know, an ankle biter that, hey, it's good to give back to your community in some way, whether it be money or time or volunteering or anything like that. Certainly donating blood is easy. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything and it's, uh, you get food. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yesterday we were at the Goddard school in Edgewater and then another Edgewater school where parents and teachers and the community around them come to donate. And that is also a great, like you were saying, educational opportunity for children. And we do a lot of outreach. I'll go there and interact with them and, um, give them our materials and say, Hey, you can start this when you're 17 and once you get used to coming with your your guardian to come see the process, you'll become more acclimated. It won't be necessarily scary, right. and it'll be a part of your upbringing and an important important thing to do. Seventeen minimum age. So you can do sixteen with parental consent. Yes, and then seventeen without consent. Without the consent, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Has the process changed over the years? I mean, is it still still lay down, put the rubber band around your arm, and Look the look the other way, other way while the nurse does something crazy that you don't want to see. Yep, you sit back, relax, you put your feet up, and you and know enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> but the phlebotomy takes it's really quick, somewhere between five and fifteen minutes to actual the actual donation. The most of it is just the pre pre uh, physical and questionnaire and reviewing all of the answers of that aspect. But we really try to get all of our donors in and out within thirty minutes when they're donating whole blood. 
No, it's the, it's the donate the questionnaire that you've got to do every time that you go into this. It's obviously you need to ask it every single time. Is that something that can be done, or is looking to have done online in advance that you 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 can do it within twenty four hours or something like that? So we actually uh, just recently switched to a new system that allows for online completion of the questionnaire. So we're ironing out some of the details with it, but it does have to be completed on the same day of donation. Okay. So hopefully more to come in this summer or this winter with the software for it. But it it's you know. We're very excited to go a little bit more electronic. How tough is it to get an appointment? Very simple, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, as yeah. far as, as scheduling, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know if you know getting a, a reservation at some restaurants is like okay, well, three weeks from now. I mean, it's if I wanted to donate, I could go online and and give you a call and get one scheduled probably tomorrow. Yeah, you probably even just do this afternoon. Yeah. No, 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 no. You guys aren't <laughs> going to take me out. right down the street. <laughs> This, is, this has been fascinating, and, and I think, you know, what sets you apart from the Red Cross, okay? I mean, that's your, I don't know whether it's your nemesis, your partner, your whatnot. And I mean, the thing for me that sets it apart is that um, it stays local. And that's that's such a key to sort of my DNA here is that I, I need to support local businesses. I need to support local people and, uh, you know, not the... And not saying that they're a fly-by-night, but just like the in swoop. And I mean, Red Cross is absolutely great. And, and you know, the tornado comes rolling around, and they need to house people and everything else. They're they're wonderful for that. And I mean, and they do get a lot of blood, I'm sure, nationwide, uh, or probably worldwide, I guess. Um, but what's the, what sets you guys apart from them? I mean, Besides your smiling faces uh, and <laughs> well, do you have better food. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't speak. I think to so we food. have. A, I think we have a better variety. I can't speak to what the food is at other places or other venues. However, I've heard we have better food. I've heard, <laughs> um, but we really try to make it a very personal experience for everybody. We try. We try to be very conscious of everybody's time and you know value that you know you're coming in here in your own goodwill and to do something great that we want to get you in and out and as quickly and safely as possible so like i said we try to get everybody out within our our um, goal is 30 minutes as long as you know you're feeling well and healthy after the donation you know it's pretty quick and seamless and like i said our personal experience with all our phlebotomists and all our recruitment team and everything like that i feel like that sets us apart potentially from maybe some other places and then you know we're able to quickly and easily reschedule and get get you back on the schedule and you know in the time period allowed and it's a very personable experience. Well, what we're able to offer. It seems like it's also, you know, truly local. I mean, you've got a local bus driver. You've got, you know, local people that are, you know, managing the blood bank and managing the blood mobile uh, by local nurses that are, uh, I guess, maybe they're not nurses, but they're blood techs that are that are doing the the process that are that the are there in a, in, a, yes. in, a, in a community hospital. Mm. Yep. And in the end, the product that you're donating is staying right here within, you know, a Probably, I guess, a million a million population within between Prince George's and Anne Arundel yeah. County, unless something really. But do you, do you guys ship? I mean, if if there were a huge need out in Oklahoma or something like that, I mean, would you? So unfortunately, um, we only we do not have a state license, so therefore we can only ship within the state of Maryland. So any other local hospital that would need something in a time of need and panic that maybe you know blood is not available elsewhere for them, and they would call us, and we have something available to them, we can ship within state lines. Okay, so you can ship out to Garrett County or wherever it may be that needs to do that. That's cool, and then obviously they can do that to you as well. Yes. 
Is that something that happens frequently? Um, it just depends on the need and what the crisis is at the time period. You know, this past few few months has been a national, nationwide crisis for everybody. So every hospital has been affected by the shortage. And us being our own blood bank and donor center together, we're not immune to that either. So, you know, it's all about trying to get the community to come out and donate. And, you know, with COVID becoming a little bit more freeing, um, it's allowed people to come and realize all the safety procedures and protocols that we have in place to keep everybody safe, you know, our staff plus, you know, the donors that are coming in as well. So, you know, it's definitely something, you know, we try to pride ourselves on. Well, the need is great. The need is ongoing. Uh, it's pretty consistent, uh, it seems, and, and certainly you want to have the backup in case something the need becomes very great very soon. Um, I do recommend everybody go to aahs.org and then go to the Blood Donor Center link. Um, find out how to make an appointment. Look for when the bus is in your neighborhood. If the bus can come to your neighborhood or to your office or to your organization, your church or anything, uh, you want to get in touch with Nicole Reisinger, who is uh, in charge of that, although she doesn't drive it. Uh, but we're, we're going to work on that. We're going <laughs> to <you know. laughs> multifaceted. And uh, Megan Frisk, who is the manager of the blood bank at the hospital, so she's land based, and Nicole is uh, mobile based. I guess the for road. the most for the most part. And donating blood is so important. It it really is. And if you can, you know, find out if you can. Uh, that's that's the first thing, and and do it. And as Megan said, it's not that big of a deal. And I am the biggest weenie and the biggest chicken there is. And I tend just to look the other way. And yeah, you just do what you need to do, and tell me when it's over, and you know, put the little Barney Band-Aid on there, and I'll be good. And it doesn't hurt. It's it's seamless. And uh, unfortunately, they don't give you twenty five bucks and let you go down to the liquor store. <laughs> Afterwards anymore, <laughs> but you probably do get some good food. You probably get some donuts and orange juice, and uh, to to replace that. But uh, you know, if you can get into the habit of doing that every you know every six weeks or eight weeks to to do that, it literally will save a life or or lives. And it's the lives are right here in our community. Um, they're going to be about that horrible accident you heard on Route 50, or uh, a fire that happened somewhere, or whatever it may be. You're, that's where it's going to stay. So, um, Nicole and Megan, thank you very much. I appreciate your time today and I'm glad we could sit down on a beautiful day. We sort of made this appointment about a month ago. I said, Oh yeah, it'll be plenty of sunny and warm. And we lucked out. <laughs> I, I, I was sweating it a little bit earlier this week when winter seemed to be hanging on, but, <laughs> um, but I think maybe we're over the hump. I don't know. We'll see. Um, is there anything else that we need to know about the blood bank? We exist. Yeah. You, you, you exist, that's for sure. Yeah, that's probably the biggest hurdle that we face is people just not knowing that we have a, a self-operating donor center and blood bait here. It's one of the only ones in the state of Maryland that the donor center is attached to the hospital as well. So, you know, we are very unique in that aspect. And, you know, we do, we're, rely on every one of our, you know, community members to come out, you know, and be able to donate and to continue to donate. And the need is always there, um, whether, you know, people think it's, oh, you know, I donated last time, it's no big deal. But it's truly because of the expiration dates of the units and the constant need for the hospital, we are in ever need of a blood, blood supply. Okay, and just finally, a question for you, Megan, as since you're in charge of the land-based one, because that hospital is just oh so easy to navigate, and that was total, <laughs> that was total sarcasm there. 
how do we find the blood bank in in the hospital? So it's actually pretty easy. Um, we are actually up on the fourth floor of the Wayson Pavilion. So you would go ahead and park in garage B. B for blood. We B have a great blood. alliteration going yes. on. Okay, <laughs> B for I blood. Like that. And then you take the elevator up to the fourth floor, and we have a nice view of the you know Annapolis from that fourth floor, and you know we're right up there. So it's actually pretty simple and easy to be able to find us. Okay, so where's the Wayson? Which one is the Wayson Pavilion? So when you are coming off of Jennifer Road, the Wayson Pavilion is right off of there. So that you can actually uh, access the garage from Jennifer Road. Okay, great. Great. Is that the first building before you get to Hospital Drive? That is the Belcher. So okay. if you go, go beyond Belcher and then you go through the light at Hospital Drive, right. then your first left is the Wayson Pavilion. Yeah. And then your next left would be going into the hospital. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Go donate blood. Figure out how to do it. You want to do it here locally at our own Luminous and Rundle Medical Center. Didn't get that right, but it's close enough. Um, you want to go to aahs.org. And again, the Blood Donor Center link will take you right to it. Garage B for blood and fourth floor. And see if you can get the blood mobile to come to your to your location, your blood bus. Do you, how do you prefer? Blood mobile, blood bus? Either way. Either we'll come. Way. Just call us. We'll, we'll come. Yeah, literally. <laughs> just shout. Just shout and roll up. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.